0: the live with brandon blakeney podcast here is your host brandon blakeney
1: what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of live with brandon blakeney back at it again with the latest, man, we're we're uh, releasing two episodes this week, this first one will be strictly audio, you know, we on all platforms now, so we gotta put an emphasis in dropping traffic to that Spotify, over to Apple Music, Anchor, all that good stuff, so, all audio this week, but still we bringing the noise! So first off, it was just a busy, busy week last week, honestly, and... We gotta catch everybody up. So over the weekend, really, uh, college football started. Jalen Hurts, Heisman favorite. It's early, but uh, 584 total yards, six total touchdowns. Man, this this guy Lincoln Riley might be the the best coach going as far as um, coaching these signal callers. Then we gotta talk about Coco Golf. And Naomi Osaka, U.S. Open action. And actually, while I'm recording this, Osaka really just got upset in the round of 16. So she's actually out of the tournament. But yesterday, her and uh, Coco Golf made headlines. So we'll definitely talk about that. And did y'all know that she was dating Wabi and Corday? Because that was news to me. But anyways, we'll definitely wrap about that. Got some tennis action to talk about. Also, Team USA continues to improve since that just ugly loss they took to Australia. Patty Mills lifted them boys up for a 30-ball. Um, Joe Ingles out there, too. Aaron Baines. It was just a game that we do not expect Team USA to lose, especially in basketball. So we'll talk about that. They've definitely improved. Um, for starters, I think that got Derek White, man, the young guard from the Spurs is definitely in store for a breakout year this year. Showed some moments in the playoffs, but in limited time with this group, he's really played well. We also got to talk about Dave Chappelle, Sticks and Stones, pretty much the hottest ticket on Netflix right now. He's going through it all, and y'all know I got that new episode of Power on Deck. We definitely got to give you the review on that. So, no further ado, let's dive in. Lincoln Riley may potentially have his third Heisman Trophy winner in a row, With Jalen Hurts, arguably the most accomplished transfer in the modern era, era of college football. National champion, SEC Offensive Player of the Year. And he looked absolutely tremendous last night. Six touchdowns, three on the ground, calling his own number, three through the air to this loaded offense, these skilled players that surround him. Now, he ran for 150 yards, first QB in OU history, with a buck 50 on the ground, over 300 through the air. Man, uh, what a game, and Houston's not really a slouch, like, that's a solid program, so that that was just really an impressive effort. He looked comfortable, he looked poised, he looked like he had been in this system at Oklahoma for, for uh, multiple years now. I mean, he looked like he was born to go here. I, I mean, you forget he even went to Bama. Um, looks precise, poised in the pocket, very sharp. Definitely not that same kid that he was. That He was still talented back then, but he looks way more polished. Just looks like a veteran out there. And odds are, man, up there with Tua and uh, Lawrence, Jalen Hurts got to be up there for a Heisman consideration and possibly the favorite. This was nuts. He, hands down, had the top performance of any player, and there were a lot of good performances turned in by some talented signal callers, but Jalen Hurts is here. He's commanding attention, and OU definitely looks like one of the most exciting teams to watch once again he has that same type of skill set as as Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray smaller quarterbacks um, strong arms can move around the pocket athletic agile make you miss an open field smart sharp and confident and Lincoln Riley takes these guys and turns them into superstars man and I think at this point, especially if Hurts gets a Heisman, he's coached three Heisman winners in a row, Jerry Jones might have to go ahead and drop a bag for this man. I mean, honestly, he, one, that would be such a good fit, I feel like. And the fact that Cliff Kingsbury got an NFL look before Hertz, or excuse me, before Lincoln Riley is absolutely absurd. The car, He's what the Cardinals thought they were getting. Kingsbury is a poor man's Lincoln Riley. I mean, it is just spectacular what he does with these guys, and of course they're talented signal callers, but he just puts them in a position to succeed. Um, OU definitely impressed. Jalen Hurts, man, I, it's crazy because he's just getting started in this in this system, and he could just be really scratching the surface. Um, next up, they have another they have a cupcake game against South Dakota, so I'm expecting. Big numbers in that one as well from Hertz, but I believe he's just getting started, boasting that number one that Murray had last year, and he is not skipping a beat. Arguably the third best debut ever, statistic-wise, for those guys, um, very talented signal calls have come through OU, especially recently in Norman, so that, that's exciting to see him get his his redemption. And if we do see him in a Square off, Oklahoma and Bama Square off, these friends square off in the college football playoffs. Well, that just is the storyline we didn't even know we needed this year that is potentially lining up to happen. So that'll be something definitely to keep an eye out on. Um, speaking of keeping an eye out, it was just dope to see, to watch the U.S. Open. The action's been really intense on both sides. But just breaking news, both number ones, um Naomi Osaka and um, Jokic have both been eliminated on the men's side. So, it, and, whew, upset alert, right? But um, the headline, you know, Coco Golf, 15-year sensation, teenage sensation, moving through. Uh, she was just an amateur last, a year ago, and now she's making waves in Wilmington, biggest tournament in tennis, one of the biggest. Um, then making noise here at the U.S. Open, um, already has some impressive wins on her belt. Um, she was, you know, she was actually here in the Triad uh, playing a match, an exhibition match against another top-ranked um, player in the on the women's side. And she's just really special, man. Um, definitely just fun to watch. Just hearing her speak in interview, she seems mature beyond her years. And she was going against a. Um, um, player in Osaka well we gotta set the stage for Osaka first um last year she actually made headlines in this same tournament for beating Serena Williams and we remember Serena and uh Mr. Ramos the ref really the umpire had it it seemed like he might have had it out for but they were really going at it and that really overshadowed um Osaka's victory and we know that Serena was trying to make history and it was disrupted, um, Osaka honestly dominated the match though, but I will say that it did seem like the ref disrupted the flow of the match, uh, multiple times for really petty calls or allegations, the cheating allegation especially, which is absolutely ridiculous, um, and, and Osaka's win was really overshadowed, she was booed by the crowd, I mean, they were relentless, um, she was, you know, booed the tears, had to pull the visor over her eyes, cover up a little bit, and Serena was there to console her, and, you know, a year later, we're back at the same stage, and, you know, she eliminates somebody that looks up to her the way she looks up to Serena, and she was there to console her, talk, you know, pushed her through to the post-game conference, pushed golf through. And it was emotional for them and everybody watching. Um, two ladies that grew up playing and training at the same center, center down in Florida. Um, so they're from very familiar with each other. Come from tight knit families, and just two women of color going at it on one of the biggest stages in tennis. It's just it was just special to watch. Um, Osaka is the first player. Born in Jap in Japan to win a Grand Slam championship, she had to dominate her idol, and then she had to dominate somebody the next year that looked up to her as well. Um, she just handled it handled it with class, uh, plays like a champion. Currently, the number one in the world. Not sure where her ranking and standings will be after the U.S. Open with the elimination, the early elimination. But um, she's already won the Australian Open this year, earlier this year. Battled back through some adversity and she's young herself just 20 years old um seeing a lot of spotlight um you know in her position as well um 5 years coco senior but um it's just cool to see the that you know Serena is definitely still competitive but these young guns are coming as well and doing their thing and um you know Osaka will have her boyfriend Wabi and Cortez hey, rapper just dropped one of the dopest albums of the year Lost Boy hands down in my opinion didn't even know they were dating apparently you know they've been kind of doing their thing since April but he'll be there to console her you know and I'm sure you know those those, they 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 uh she'll be fine she'll be fine she has a long career ahead of her and you know rich people have rich people problems so um but that was just dope to see them two consoling each other and really just showing a great sportsmanship. And we've been seeing that a lot in tennis as of late, I really feel like. So that was dope. Um, Osaka just really showing that she's a true champion. Um, speaking of champions, we're hoping Team USA is going to bring home that FIBA World Cup championship. Um, after that loss to Australia, it seems like that they have been playing better, especially on the defensive end, forcing 15 turnovers and converting them into points. Um, yesterday in their matchup um, man Derek White playing limited minutes just really making an impact on both ends I think he is a potential glue guy for this group that really needs to continue to provide a spark for them to get where they need to be uh, Kimball Walker nasty step back he hit last night that really stuck out but him Donovan Mitchell starting to Uh, Form that backcourt chemistry, Harrison Barnes and Jason Tatum, talented scores on the wing, getting hot from deep, uh, being aggressive. It's just good to see this team really starting to lock in on the defensive end, buying in the Coach Pop and playing to the level that we're expecting. Still a long way to go, and their next matchup will be against... Turkey, who's ranked 17th in the world and on paper is supposed to be their best opponent, their toughest opponent in this pool play, 830 a.m. games. You got to get up to watch them. But I was impressed with the defensive side. Defense hadn't been really existent for this group in the exhibition tour, but it seemed like they're buying in, trusting each other more. And they're, getting, they're playing faster. We've been known always as a fast group when we send teams over there. Transition points come at ease, and they have to continue to play with pace. We have the athletes and the depth to do that. Um, there aren't a whole lot of um, all-star superstars on this team that we're used to seeing. But in my opinion, man, it's dope to see some of the young guys get a chance to uh, really wear to sport the colors of Team USA, man. I mean, Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum, Harrison Barnes, Donovan Mitchell, um, Miles Turner, Marcus Smart, Joe Harris, three-point champion, Jalen Brown, Chris Middleton, Derek White, Brooke Lopez, Mason Plumlee aren't tier one NBA guys, but they're close. And this group should still be able to be one of the best groups in the world and represent us in in a uh, um, competitive way. I'm um, Still a lot of talent around this group a lot of young talent and it's cool to see the torch passed um you know they they got a uh, you know they got they got a, a really good win yesterday 88 to 67 um, proving that they're really coming together. Four guys scored in double figures. The scoring was really spread out, and I think these guys really just did a better job of making shots because they were finding open shots, but now they're actually knocking them down, especially in the perimeter. Um, in the European game, you got to be able to knock down those perimeter shots, uh, especially from three. Cause teams will try to pack the lane on this group. But I think they're steadily improving. They haven't been getting a lot of love, to be honest, but um, steadily improving. I think that they have a chance to. Continue the legacy that we're used to seeing. Um, like I said, next game against Turkey could be a good one. And hopefully the guys come in with that same intensity, that same energy, and really just dominate all aspects of that game. So, man, keep supporting Team USA. You know, those guys are spending their offseason, continuing to uh, work on their crafts and also represent our great country. So, that's awesome. Um, moving on with everything great, um, like our country, it does have problems, and I think the new Netflix special from Dave Chappelle really, really, uh, touches on a lot of touchy subjects that are going on in the country, um, sad news about, you know, Anthony Bourdain a while back committed suicide, but it just makes you think, like, dang, life really had to, something had to really be going on, you never know, but at the same time, this man had one of the greatest jobs in the world, like, you see people in the hood all the time that are, you know, depressed and have way worse circumstances, but like Dave Spill said, they're still alive and kicking, like, it's just crazy to see that this mental health thing is thrown around so much, Um, he also talked about that with, with the shootings, you know, it seems like with all these shootings going on, it's one every day. It's becoming the norm, and it's a lot of the same demographic that's doing it, and it hasn't really been touched on as an issue, in, in my opinion, which is white supremacy and just everything going on. It seems like it's always the same. It's the common denominator of what's going on, all these shootings. I mean, there were two in the past two days here, and then two big ones nationally. Um, not even a month apart. Texas, like it's just crazy right now, and they're 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 making it easier to get guns. And I mean, I'm gonna believe you know people kill people, but at the same time, it can't be harder to get a driver's license or harder to get a library card than it is to get a strap to get a deadly weapon. Like it's ridiculous, and just seeing what's going on, it's just it's troubling, man. It really is. You also touched on the Michael Jackson controversy, which, you know, the documentary is going on with him now, which, I mean, it, it's been something that's been going on since even my childhood. We even, uh, in society, you know, on the Chappelle Show, even on South Park, people making fun of it, but, I mean, do we really know, you know, and now I guess we truthfully never will because the man's dead, and... He still got cases pending. Like he's not even here to defend himself or speak up for himself. But his family has admirably. But it's just a crazy situation. How you know people get torn down so fast, man. And certain certain uh, demographics, I feel like have been targeted more, even though it happens everywhere. And I'm I'm a, a firm believer. Hey, if you do if you do a crime, do the time. But let's make it fair for everybody, you know. I mean it's the and the man's dead, like he's not even here to defend himself. Then the R. Kelly situation, (laughs) which is crazy. I mean, I understood why the documentary was made, but there was no reason for Chappelle to be in it. My man made some skits. Like he said he didn't even know the man. (laughs) Like, it's just it's just kind of crazy. And then you still have people that are calling themselves victims that are living in the man's property. Like this is nuts. I mean, you know, I wasn't there, so I won't speak on the matter too much, but it's just shady business, shady business going on. Um, when he was talking about the, the alphabet community, it was it, what really threw me was the Asian face. I mean, you do have people right now that are saying, hey, um, I'm a 35-year-old man, but on the inside I feel like an 8-year-old girl, so I'm going to do that. Like, that's what's going on in the world right now. and it just, it's just insane, that's really the mental illness, I feel like, and so, you know, Chappelle kind of goes in a little bit, and says, well, I feel like an Asian man, but I'm born in a black man's body, (laughs) and I'm just like, the the Asian face threw me, man, the Asian face threw me, but that, on top of the mental health, the school shootings, the, the regular mass shootings, Man, it's just, everything is crazy right now, and It's it's funny to look at certain things in a humorous way when they're being delivered that way, but at the same time, we know, man, stuff is really screwed up right now, and it's stuff that's becoming become the norm that we should not be considering the norm, like, this is, oh, man, it's just, it's troubling times right now, and we have to do better as a group, but this, this is really the hottest ticket on Netflix, and... I feel like it's a hit or miss, depending on. I think it's something that everybody should see. Um, some people are sensitive, so if you are, I wouldn't recommend it. But it's very informal. And I think Dave Chappelle delivers a legendary performance. You know, it's rare that he does come back and do shows, but when he does, it's always a banger. Um, it was hilarious to me. One of the best stand ups I've seen in a while. Definitely the best one this year. Um, the line that really threw me, though, this part right here.
0: So I had to go to standards and practices, they call me up. I don't know why they're calling me, but I like the lady that runs the department. She's usually really fair and was one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. So she sits me down, we have a nice conversation. She tells me, oh, the sketches are great. I go, oh, fantastic. Well then why am I here? She said, because David, there's no way that you can ever say the word. Faggot. On our network. I didn't know I did anything wrong. I didn't try to defend myself. I said, all right, fuck it, I'll take it out. Have a good afternoon. And as I was leaving, it occurred to me, hey, hey, Renee, quick question. (laughs) It's just a question. Seriously, I want to know, like, why why is it, why is it that, that I can say the word nigger with impunity? say the word, faggot! And she said, because, David, you are not gay. I said, well, Renee, I'm not a nigger either.
1: And that's so true when you think about it. Like, how can you say one, freely, freely, with lenience, but the other is it's a natural controversy. National controversy. It's just man, I, I one is they're both bad in my opinion. They're both derogatory. It just makes no sense that you can say one and not the other. And I just feel like it's a lot of it's nonsense, man. It's 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 under the scope racism. It's, uh, you gotta read between the lines with the backhanded compliments and stuff like that, and just be careful how you interpret interpret certain information. But I think that, but I think that, um, in our community, definitely it's, it's a, a stand-up that should be seen, um, age-appropriate. Um, it's funny, but it also hits on a lot. Dave Chappelle's probably the greatest active comedian going right now. Um, delivered another banger, like I said. And he just touched on a lot of subjects of, of the world that's going uh Problems that's going on, man, in the world right now. And it really hit home. Um, man, uh, it sticks and stones. Definitely, definitely interesting um, perspective. Especially from Chappelle just really touching on it. And the, the Jesse Smollett, when you think about it, how he, how he presented it, it seems even crazier. I mean, it well, it is funny to think about now because it was just so ridiculous and it took so many turns. And it cost my man a job if all he wanted was a higher pay. I mean, that, that just wasn't really the wave. But, you know, Chappelle doesn't give a damn. He's going to do him. He's coming in, no holes, bars, speaking the real. And that's what I respect about it. Definitely thought that this was one of his better stand-ups and he's done a few recently and this one was in Atlanta so I think it was crowd appropriate as well um it was just it it was a good it was a good uh hour and five I still gotta watch the uh epilogue though um I feel like I'm cheating y'all a little bit because i give you the whole review but definitely let the credits roll and there's a 20 minute segment where he's talking and answering questions for the crowd so I still gotta watch that myself but I'll be tuning into that as well um Moving on, now y'all know that new episode of Power dropped on Sunday. And after episode one, it was just how crazy that was. We had to straight dive in. Trey Songs was here to stay, so I was cool about that. Um, it just seems like everything was leading up to Angela's funeral, and people were still choosing sides, figuring out what's going on. Um, it's just, it's nuts right now. But I tell you what, when Ghost seen Tommy looking like a modern-day pope, as somebody said. Oh, he walked into that funeral, and the DEA, everybody lost their you-know-what, and we're all sitting there looking at the stair now. I mean, Ghost look like his, his, his heart had fell right into his butt. Like, it was, oh, man, it was nuts. And I just, like they said, innocent people don't go to funerals, so I understood why they were there, but when Tommy pulled up like that, man, the gonads on this man, right, oh man, so that was, that was just crazy seeing that, this man Tyreek added again, he done chose sides regardless, and it seemed like Tasha has too, like, they trying to get Ghost up out of there, you can't talk about killing this man in front of Tommy, like, you provoking him, Keisha trying to provoke him as well, like, everybody's pointing to Tommy to do this man Ghost in, and it's crazy right now, two brothers have fallen so far off, Tommy told we're not family anymore, I guess. Me and your pops not family. Tyreek, Tasha, Keishan all chose their sides, and it seemed like Proctor is the only one on Go side, really, because the mayor, Mayor Tate, my man Lorenz is kind of neutral as well, but, you know, public eye, they're, they're united, but kind of neutral as well. We'll get to him in a minute, but it's just, man, it's just crazy how Everything's lining up. The and Proctor's dealing with his own problems now. His ex-wife done bossed up. She off that stuff. She ready to put in work. She doesn't want to have custody. Oh, man. Like, yeah. She's doing everything. So, Proctor got his own problems now. But it seems like, along with everybody else, it's just getting crazy. But Ghost and Tommy definitely had ends. This man Tyreek being Tyreek. Then found him a new ting at school about to up his, up his weight, I'm sure, um, at the private school, and that, that's a whole another, a whole another Pandora's box that's being opened, this man Tyreek is, un, is just out of control, man, he need a spanking, like, Ghost need to smack this man upside his head, because I don't know what's going on, but Ghost so far going in his own problems, man, I'm just like, with Angela's death. The sister trying to narc on them. Luckily, you know, they got her on board. Her secrets were buried with her. But he got Tasha trying to divorce him and take half. And take half. And then the surge, man. Them boys. Oh, man. them They taxing everybody. Tax season. Like, <laughs> that. Oh, man. Ah. <sighs> That's uh, man, well played, well played. That was just crazy to me. Like they're taxing everybody, but it's still just I just I don't see, I don't see in my opinion I don't see Tommy and Ghost killing each other. I don't see it. What it, what is power without Ghost? Like imagine that. I'm not trying to follow around Tyreek more. Like we we got enough of him. We do not need him to be the protagonist and. I mean, Tasha's out of control, too, man. like, you don't choose sides against the family. I understand you mad, and he killed your man, he killed your new team, but at the same time, like, that was your husband, that's the father of your kids, like, come on, you can't, you can't choose sides and go to the one that's supposedly, you know, your brother from another mother, but the way she talking, like, she trying to get ghost up out of here for them benefits. It's just it's just crazy. And then speaking of Ghost, and we had mentioned Tate earlier, Ghost saved my man because I tell you what, Tate looked like he was about to go downwound. It was looking bad for my man at that press conference. I mean, Ghost really stepped up and saved him. But then he, he got the hitter on Ghost's tail now. I know y'all remember that big dude that interrupted trying to get a gig. Went away for a misdemeanor. We got the backstory on him, but man, that dude was one of the biggest dudes I ever seen. So I'm like, I feel bad for whoever got a square up with that man. So they gonna have to shoot that big fella. Um, it's just crazy. And I guess that kind of pretty much says it though. With Tate putting him on ghost, putting the big man on ghost, you know, he done chose size, too. Cause he think he all, all he worried about is running. But he don't realize, and he like he forgot that ghost money put him up like that. But it's just it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of madness going on right now, man. It's crazy right now. But it just it just draws you completely in, and and then and then everybody's been asking where is Dre? Where is Dre? This man an informant, but now that. Ms. Valdez is out of the picture. He looking real, real shaky. So, I think the next episode is just all telling. It, 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 it's all boiling up. We know we're nowhere near the climax, but stuff is just boiling and boiling and boiling. Alliances are being made. And my man, Ghost, man, he really, I don't know if he can trust anybody right now. So definitely just stay tuned. My thoughts is, though, man, I'm team Ghost right now. If everybody's against him, a, hey, it is what it is. But I feel like he doing things that most guys probably would do if they were in that situation. I feel bad that he's at war with his boy and he done lost loyalty from his son, wife, done lost the love of his life. Like, come on, Ghost is the ultimate tragic figure right now. It'll be interesting to see how everything works out, continuing to move forward. I'll definitely have more on that next week. But um, that's a wrap for us. I'll have another banger for y'all later this week for YouTube. Definitely check us out on all major platforms and subscribe to Live with Brandon Blakeney, a.k.a. Brandon Lee TV. Appreciate everybody tuning in. For all the latest and the greatest, you already know what to do. You did.